And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eating prey like bazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. You know the term salt of the earth? I guess I, I screw up the term. <laughs> I, I call them dirt of the earth. <laughs> I said it like the most earnest way possible. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Burns with Friends at 12.38 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I believe that is... 10.38 p.m. in Denver. It is Bo Wolf and Zach Berman here for one last ride as we talk about the Eagles' season-opening 25-20 to 20 win over the New England Patriots. As uh, DFOB Dan McQuaid might say, this was a, a perfect start to the season for Eagles fans because you get the win and you get a lot to complain about because this was a very disjointed performance from the Eagles uh, by a lot of measures, probably the worst offensive performance they have had with Jalen Hurts at quarterback since the 2021 season. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a party early on. They jump out to a 16-0 lead, but then from there they just get uh, stalled on offense, four straight three and outs. The defense gets taken advantage over the middle of the field, just as you might have been worried about. You had some injuries. You had an unbelievably costly potentially game-losing fumble by Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter, uh, and then two defensive stands uh, gives the Eagles the win at the end. But most of all, Zach, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Are you exhausted? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, I'm doing well. Excited for this podcast. Tired. I'll admit that. And, uh, but energized to, to, to discuss this game. Uh, the Eagles had a lackluster offensive performance. This will not be a lackluster podcast. Let's get to it. That's debatable. It's not going to be. La- I mean, it's what, what time is your flight tomorrow? My flight's at 11 tomorrow. Okay. You might not make it. Well, <laughs> we have a lot of podcasting. So the flight's at 11. Mm-hmm. That means you want to get there by what? Like 945? Uh, 930. Yes, leave here. Okay. So then you want to leave, yeah, leave here, here by nine. 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 It's a nine, pretty short ten. drive to the airport. Nine. Sure. Ten. You don't know what you don't know what the tunnel traffic's going to be in the morning, but okay. Nine, so that means we're looking at like a eight and a half hour podcast. If we can keep it going that whole way, then maybe I could get you to miss your flight. I am not missing that flight, and I don't think we need an eight hour podcast. We are. <laughs> I I really believe. 
that we can sum this up in the next hour. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, yes, we've got a we've got a lot to get to. Maybe we can have a little uh, emotional zoo at the end. I'm enjoying. It looks like the uh, the sickos, the real true sickos in the chat, are sharing some of their favorite uh, birds with friends moments. That's fun. That'll be fun to read back uh, afterwards. But Zach, let's let's talk about the game. Uh, let's start there. And I know that that's a surprise to you, but <laughs> that, that actually is a surprise. I did not. Ex- I did not expect the uh, the words. Let's start with the game to come out of your mouth tonight. Uh, hold on. Let me just write down. I do have a grouse that I need to get to. Ah, I'm gonna make sure I get that in. As one would. Um, well, actually, it you wasn't the person let's, let's, with the let's start with before the game because, uh, I mean, <laughs> I would say that if you like, if you were to ask um, anyone who covers the NFL, who's like, who's like, you picture like somebody who is a great beat reporter, who is a great, unimpeachable beat reporter. I think one of the people who would come to mind, Mike Reese of uh, VSPN, uh, just as as like stone cold beat reporter as it gets one of the best of the best. And before the game, Mike Reese comes up to Zach Berman with a copy of underdogs. And he asks him to sign. He's got, he wants him to sign it for two people. What a thrill. I was flattered. I love it. What a start Uh, to the day. What a start to the season. What a start to the season that is right. If, if I could sign that book at every road game this year, I'd be happy. Hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. Flat, All right. Someone said I appreciated that. I thought you were going to give me a little more on Mike Reese. I mean, what a what an honor. Well, I mean, Mike Reese is awesome. I, I Mike Reese is is one of those beat reporters. He's a he's one of those beat reporters you want to be like in that just thorough, smart, uh, even even tempered. Right. Uh, yeah, I think he he does the job well. Hmm. Well, by the way, what happened with uh, Tommy Reese's offense last night? Um, your boy. You know, I was actually I was at I was out to dinner. Uh, I got to admit, okay. yeah, I wanted to watch that game, but uh, two of my college roommates live here in Boston, and I was meeting them for dinner last night. So that took priority over Texas Alabama. I only read the stories. I I did not. Uh, I watched the first quarter. And then I, I didn't see it thereafter. And what did you make of Tom Brady's halftime uh, performance, that whole spiel today? Oh, I thought it was great. I mean, for him, him, him wearing the Tom Brady jersey, running, doing the let's go. Come on. He's a. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really <laughs> he, stirred my emotions. He, he had his kids up there with him. Um, I, I, he said I, one I, of the I, most ridiculous things I've ever heard. <laughs> they're putting new england on the map he said before he got here he didn't even know where new england was that is and actually now, true and now after and maybe that's true he's from california but yeah but also like do people not and then he says well you know after after six after we got those six super bowls now people know where new england is we put it on the map like i'm sorry were, were people really having trouble knowing where new england was <laughs> it's just the top right it's, it's very easy to find it's not. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I think I he can take there. credit for a lot of things. He's got an incredible list of accomplishments. He doesn't need to make up that people didn't know where New England was until he came along. Perhaps uh, Foxborough would 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 be more apt. Maybe people yeah, maybe. didn't know where Foxborough was. Yes. 
And people's, I mean, people don't want to know where Foxborough is. It's a terrible place to get to. That's a terrible place to get to. Yes. I, I mean, it might be a nice town. I've, I've actually, I, I once had a, a good chicken parm sandwich in Foxborough. Um, what a ringing I was, endorsement. <laughs> I was snowed in in Foxborough for, for uh, like five days or four days. I was covering the lead up to uh, the, the AFC championship game or AFC divisional round game between the Jets and the Patriots. And I had to spend the week in Foxborough. Uh, enjoyed it. You got that good chicken parm sandwich. Yes, I did. Yep. All right, Zach. Let's talk about the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the flow of this game was interesting because uh, the Eagles drive down the field with a pretty solid opening drive. A bit of a surprise that it's all Kenny Gainwell all the time in the backfield. Uh, that's one of the fun things about week one. You know, for the first time, the uh, coaching staff has to sort of tell the truth. And- Wait, can I interject real quick? It wasn't just Kenny Gainwell in the backfield. It was Kenny Gainwell in the offense. I think the whole offense was giving the ball to Kenny Gainwell in that first drive. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait, no, that was good. That was good. That was a good. That was a good opportunity to grind the flow of the conversation to a screeching halt. <laughs> All right, please proceed, host Bo. <laughs> uh, yes, it was a lot of Kenny. There, I add a comment on that opening drive, and. Uh, they stall in the red zone. They get a field goal, but you know the offense is moving. Um, it was a, it was a bit boggy, a bit boggy as it was uh, for most of the game. Not twenty twenty boggy. I don't know. I mean, it was twenty twenty boggy for most of this game. I mean, they had they threw the ball to wide receivers. His, they had yeah. one play over twenty yards. Yeah, but but Jalen's average air yard per pass attempt was ten point one yards. Okay, well that's because he threw one deep or threw two deep passes. Um, <laughs> you like how but, I pulled that one out. I'm sure it's in your story. Um, <laughs> then it looks like the Patriots are moving the ball a little bit on their opening drive until big play Slay comes up with a tipped interception and he runs it back, slaloming, showing off that speed. A 70-yard touchdown gives the Eagles a 10-0 lead on the very next play from scrimmage. The Eagles force a fumble. Jordan Davis uh, prying the ball loose. Eagles get the ball, go down and score a touchdown. Devontae Smith rocks the baby. The uh, the man who is a one-day-in father. And mm-hmm. as you said, Zach, he's playing this game because... He's got the rest of his life with the baby. That's right. <laughs> the rest of his life with the kid, yes. He's got the rest of his life with yeah. that kid. So the Eagles go there. up 16-0 in the first quarter. You're thinking, okay, here we go. This is, this is set up perfectly. This is going to be a party against this Patriots offensive line that's missing three of its projected starters, this mishmash of, uh, of offensive linemen they've got, a bunch of rookies, some guys playing out of position, this vaunted Eagles pass rush is going to re- be able to just get after Mac Jones as they have to chase the game. And on the other side of the ball, now the Eagles can lean on their offensive line. Uh, they should be able to, to run this game out, maybe pick off a few big plays here and there. This game is, is set up now for a blowout all of a sudden. But that's not the case. Um, mm-hmm. And on offense, after that point, it was really bad. Um, from there on, they went four straight, three and outs. Um, they moved the ball a little bit and, and got you know three long field goals in the second half. But by most measures, by, uh, by EPA per drive, by just yards from scrimmage, by um, uh, first downs, by plays of 15 yards or more. This was a worse offensive performance than any game they played last season with Jalen Hurts, a quarterback. So 
my question to you is on offense before we get to the defense, what are you concerned about? And what do you think is like, no worries at all. That's just week one going up against a good defense. Yeah. It's a good question. I, I don't have a strong answer there. I think an offense with these weapons and with Jalen at quarterback is going to be fine. I didn't think Jalen was was great as a passer tonight. I, I I thought, look, it's easy for me to say this from the press box. I, I thought he he missed some guys. Like, you know, Dallas Goddard had one target tonight, and uh, one there was and it took until the yeah the fourth quarter. Yeah, and there was a play like two times before, two plays before that target where Goddard was just wide open, wide open. Right. So it's I understand that New England was doing some things to take away the easy completions to to Goddard. But there were times that that, uh, yeah, there there just seemed to be a, a disconnect. I, I, I think the the offensive, this, there was too much Gainwell early, like I said. I think it was what, eight of the first 12, eight of the um, eight, well, eight touches on the opening drive is too much for for Kenny Gainwell. Uh Nick Sirianni said after the game, DeAndre Swift needs to have more than two touches in the game. They need to get the ball to the Goddard more than they did tonight. He compared the Goddard thing, and I was actually going to make this comparison during the game. So Nick and I are kind of on the same wavelength here to uh, Devontae Smith last year. Devontae Smith had no catches in the season opener, went on to have 15 catches in the next two games. Dallas Goddard's going to get his. Uh, but I, 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 I thought that there, there wasn't much of a flow, and the reality is – the third down offense is what concerned me most tonight. You know, they were three of 14 and they, uh, or three of 14 or four or four. I feel 14. like we're just going to, this is like a, uh, this is a cyclical thing where we're just going to get into like a results based an, an argument about like results based third down stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, there might as well, we might as well go out the way we came in. Yeah. They're the third and longs concerned to me, right? Like you, they were just in third and long so many times. And that's because they're, they were just un- unproductive on those early downs. But if I had to point to one thing tonight, if you say, like, what's one thing that concerns you relative to uh, – I-, I think everything can be rectified. Like, there's there's nothing here where I'm like, oh, beep, this is their offense in 2023. But they need to be more explosive. They need to get they, – they, they need to stretch the they, – they need to stretch the field more. Uh, I know that 48-yarder to A.J. got overturned. Oh, Nonetheless, God. that's that's the uh, they they need to get the ball downfield more than they did tonight. So I asked Jason Kelsey about this in the locker room um, after the game about like flex. You know, we all we all know week ones are weird, right? Mm-hmm. So and, and we mis- or or you and Jason. Well, you know us us football guys. Yes, exactly. Week um, ones are weird. Purveyor you know, Nick Sirianni said after the game that he's he's he 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 now wishes that he had given the starters a series or two in the preseason. He he regrets mm-hmm. that. Um, so there's going to be rust, right? And so my my question to Kelsey was like, these week one mistakes. What is like? What's the difference between what's correctable and like not that big of a deal versus things that might be sort of red flags? And you know, he said that you know uh, missed assignments uh schematic things those are things that can be easily corrected that you know we'll we'll get those fixed up what would be more concerning would be things where like a guy is just flat out getting beat 
Um, like it's just like a talent deficit and a one-on-one without, you know, scheme concerns. Like they, they a, a thing just doesn't look good. Right. A player. Um, and so on offense, I'm not super worried, right? Like Jalen hurts. I thought was not, was not good today. Um, and to whatever degree that is of, he hasn't played a regular, he hasn't played a game since the super bowl. And Bill Belichick has had, you know, all offseason to prepare for this game. And the Patriots have a very good defense. Um, I don't know what that is. I think we're going to we're going to have to, you know, this is going to start to become a Brian Johnson conversation if this if this mm-hmm. extends beyond this week. But like you, I'm not worried about, you know, Dallas Goddard's going to get his targets. Yes. Um, they're going to throw, you know, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith will be productive. I'm a little bit worried about the offensive line not not worried but i i didn't think that that they were um you know nails today like you might have expected now jalen hurts uh did have a lot of time to throw the ball his his mm-hmm. average time to throw was i think it, it would have been his Three third points. highest yeah. of, of last season um but like you know lane johnson was imperfect today um him and cam jurgens had a couple of miscommunications uh it seemed like my had a had a costly penalty um they just, you know, they weren't perfect. So, like, it's a, it's possible that the offensive line takes a, a step back this season, right? Kelsey and Lane are are aging. Jurgens, we don't know what to expect yet. Like that, if you're if you're thinking of things that could be real, that could be real. Um, I, I still would would say have faith there, and I don't expect that Jalen Hurts is going to play like this much moving forward. Um, both because of you know the schedule and the, the defenses they're going up against, but also, I think you know he's he's a good he's a very good player. He's not going to play this badly, um, and even in like played this badly, you know he went twenty two for thirty three for one hundred seventy yards, one touchdown, uh, and not super productive on the ground. Nine for thirty seven, and obviously the fumble. But I would expect that we can we can expect the talent's going to win out here on offense. Um, I do think you you know mentioned the Gainwell thing. It did feel a little bit to me like you know it's been so much on our radar how much they didn't throw the ball to running backs last year that like on that opening drive, they were like, okay, look, we can do this now. Um, even though yeah. it's Gainwell and not Deandre Swift. Yeah. Um, like they were trying to just trying to show something. Um, anyway, I think my level of, what, what would you say your level of concern is about the defense from uh, let's say one to a hundred turkeys? The defense. I'm mean, sorry, the offense. The offense. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, that, that, that was a, weird, a, that been a weird really quick transition there. That's not uh, my level of concern from one to 100 turkeys, 16. Okay. I'm not concerned at all. I mean, you're not concerned at all about the offense. No. I'm a little bit concerned. I'd put it at uh, 29 turkeys. Only because I'm a little concerned is 29 turkeys. My, uh, like, a little <laughs> concerned is 29 turkeys. Yeah. You're not you're not even a third concerned. Well, yeah, I mean it's I mean, one game. All you did was trump but, me there, but you, 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 you that's not concerned. I don't want to bring, let's turkeys. not let's not bring Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's and Robert Kraft's <laughs> friend into this, okay? We've got 20, one more day where we can't talk politics, okay? Keep him out. <laughs> Twenty nine turkeys, man. I mean, come on. Um, well, I mean, that's a lot of that's that's almost as it's almost double your turkeys. Okay, yeah, because I I was I was pretty low, but but I am unmoved by the twenty nine. <laughs> You're unmoved by the twenty nine. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I think like 
what I'm really concerned about is I don't think the offense is going to be bad. Like they were bad today. I don't think the offense is going to be bad, but they need to be great. And sure. I don't like it. I'm a little bit worried that they're not going to be great. Like if they're just uh, the eighth best offense in the league, they're, they're not going to be a 10 win team. Now, is there any validity to the notion that like they really want Jalen to pass the ball? They did, they, you know, they, that the, the running wasn't as designed tonight as it was last year, it seemed. And you know, that, that, uh, that Jalen was, was just, not as effective as like when, when it's all about the passing. Uh, I don't think there's, I don't think there's that much to that. Okay. Um, and then is there any, I, I know you're going to shudder at this suggestion. Is there any validity to the fact that they're playing a Bill Belichick defense on week one and you know, Belichick has some good schemes in there. Yeah, of course. I don't, I don't shudder okay. at that at all. Um, I, mean, I think that's a major factor. That would require you giving Bill Belichick at least like a modicum of credit, but yeah, I think he's I think he's one of the best coaches of all time. Wow! Oh, wow! Okay, all right. So you see, so it, it took this long for you to admit it. One of I think he's in the top twenty. You're going out as a Belichick stand. Uh, what I think has been made abundantly clear, given the way that their two careers have gone post divorce, is that the quarterback was much more important. Well, I mean, come on. I could have told you that. Well, yeah, but I mean, this is this is a long-standing thing. One guy went out and won a Super Bowl in his first year with with Bruce Arians. The other guy's still trying out Mac Jones. Are you making this first take here? Who deserves more credit, Brady I'm or I'm just Belichick? saying, like, I, I, if 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 we were ever going to get an answer, we've got a clear answer. Okay. It's like there should be no He's debate about that. Campaigning for Bayless's job. How dare you? Um, no, listen, now AJ Brown said something to this effect. He said that they were, they were changing coverages a lot, uh, post snap and it, 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 uh, confused them at times. Um, I think that that is a, an area in which Jalen Hurts needs to prove himself. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that was absolutely a part of it. Okay. The fumble, I feel like, like the, the Hurts fumble is about as bad as it can get. And he did not where? really seem to own that very much in the post game press conference. It was his first. It, his first question was uh, the the first question was about your performance, and he says he needs you know he's he need, he takes accountability for for you know the ball in his hands, something of 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 that nature. Yeah, I he he owned it. I thought I don't think he owned it. I mean, I'm just like I, I take accountability, but like that's that is an an unforgivable play. Yeah, I mean it's you. You can't. I mean, they fumble. have the ball up five with you know whatever it is two and a half minutes left, like a chance to go win, the, like just go win the game. But what you definitely can't do is turn the ball over. And on the first play of the drive, yeah. he fumbles the ball Peppers? away. Yeah. Huh? Was it Jabril Peppers who knocked it loose, or was it a different? I, mean, I, I don't know if it was. All I know is that you want it to have been Jabril Peppers <laughs> because you love Jabril Peppers because I he's a positionless guy who was once a very high high school re- recruit. Boom and boom, right? You know my type. Yeah, I mean that's a that's the middle of the ZB bingo board. Yeah, well said. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, he can't he he cannot be fumbling that ball away. That's that's really bad because listen, they go you know they they go empty, they go wide because you know that they want 
Like we, we trust the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands. He's our main, he's our best player. We want the ball in his hands. You can't be doing that. I know that's no. easier said than done, but listen, I'm you you if if Derek Barnett had committed uh like an offsides penalty, you would be standing on the bully pulpit calling for, for him to be put in jail. But if Jalen Hurts fumbles the ball away, you think, oh, he took accountability. That's fine. <laughs> what do you want me to – he did. He took accountability. It was a bad fumble. I said as much. It was okay. a much more it – was, it was a worse play, a more impactful result than anything Derek Barnett has ever done. Why is Derek Barnett getting thrown into this? Because he's the one you crush. You got to stop nothing, taking the low-hanging fruit. Go after the no, big guy. This is nothing to do with Derek Barnett. The fact that you bring Derek Barnett in this conversation shows you have a weird Derek Barnett thing in your mind. I wasn't even thinking about Derek Barnett there. He had a good rush tonight. There you go. I'm just saying. Um, don't just pick know, on the little guy. Uh, first off, little guys can be picked on. Watch the last four years of the show. Okay. Um, I, w- I, I would be say. Picked on and picked off. Ask Mac Jones that, right? Um, yeah, I, I, I think you know Jalen's fumble was inexcusable, and this was a bad game for him, uh, Jalen. And he needs he as he said after the game that all the, all that matters is the win, and he's and, he, and he's always said that. Uh, but I I have a story that's up now on the Athletic about um, the lackluster offensive performance, and I think there are a lot of different factors. To it, but the bottom line is is uh, is this offense, like you said, can be a juggernaut and needs to be a juggernaut, and they 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 can't look like this. They only reached the end zone once tonight, right? They need if if uh, if Darius Slay didn't have that pick six, and Jordan Davis doesn't force that fumble, and Jake Elliott isn't money from you know from long distance, then the Eagles have the same result as Kansas City and Cincinnati in Week One. Hmm. Do you, have to, do, you, do you ever, uh, like, did you do a lot of making collect calls when you were a kid, like from pay phones? Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but yeah, from time to time, yeah. Call home, uh, like you need to get picked up, you do the collect call Yes, moves. yeah. Well, I, I used to have, I used to bring 35 cents more than, 35 cents was what the uh, oh. pay phone was at our school, and so. Oh, so you didn't I do would, the collect, dude. No, sometimes I, I wouldn't have the 35 cents and I would call collect, but I, I would typically bring 35 cents with me to school. Yeah. Would you only bring thirty-five cents? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a, a quarter and a dime. Yeah, for the. Uh... Was that uh, given to you, or you would, or you would just no, on actually, your own choose yeah, to only take thirty-five no, cents? I would. So this is a true story. So that I, I would get a a Daily News, which was sixty cents at the time when I was in high school. Okay, I would get that. I would, I would get a Daily News, which, which was so I would give a dollar for the Daily News, and um, I would ask for. Uh, a quarter, a dime, uh, and and a nickel back, right? Because I, I need to have the thirty-five cents for the uh, okay for the call. Yeah. Now, how come you were getting the Daily News instead of the Inquirer? Because I had the Inquirer home delivered. Oh, uh, so, you have an answer for everything. Yes, yeah. So I read the Inquirer in the morning, and I usually read the Daily News over over lunch. I was I was a really cool ninth grader reading the Daily News over lunch, mm. but. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ted Slary. I, I, I always wanted to know what Ted was writing about high school sports. There you go. Bob, uh, we had a baby. It's a boy. Remember that commercial? You don't remember that one? No. 
Ah, the guy's calling. He, he's calling collect to say that they had the Bob. We had a baby. It's a boy. So yeah. he doesn't have to actually pay for the phone call. So, so that's why you brought this up. No, it's not why I brought it up. Oh, I brought it up because okay. you said uh, money from long distance. That's what. Ah, right okay. There you go. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, I was just thinking about. You know, I used to take the train home from mm. school, and I would call. I'd call collect for a pickup. But I'm like thinking back, like I did not need a pickup. It was not a long walk home. But mm. you would take the train home. Okay. Respect that. Oh, you respect. And what would you read on the train? First time you've ever respected me. <laughs> and what would you read on the train? Uh, you know what I would read? I would actually, uh, I'm not proud of this, but, uh, I would, I would read a lot of New York post. Oh, oh, why would you not be proud of that? Come on. Well, I mean, it's a Mike, bit of a rag. Ah, Mike Vaccaro, Steve Serby. Yeah. Good, good sports page. Yeah. But so I would I read, but, but what I'm not proud of front. is how interested I was in like the, uh, uh, like the tat, like the um, Liz Smith, the page six or whatever. Yeah, the page six, you know, like <laughs> okay. all, like the salacious, uh, like nonsense rumors. I'm like, oh, oh, I feel like I'm in on the New York on the New York gossip. You strike me as a page six guy. <laughs> well, you know what I would do is, I mean, I would what 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 the real jackpot would be is if you got on the train and somebody had left a paper. Ah, okay. I mean, that's now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah, I probably read too much page six. Okay. Yeah, I I used to read uh man, I used to read the agate every day in the uh like I I would know every transaction from from the agate. Those were the days, man. Yeah, you sound like an old man now. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's talk about the defense, Zach. Um I would say let's see if we if we have the same read here. Taking away the defense, take the whole team into account. What was, if you are an Eagles fan, you think the number one most promising development of this game? Ooh, good question, because I, I haven't thought about it. Like, I, I, I've really only thought about what went wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, the, the obvious, the cliche answer is they're 1-0, right? And the most promising development is they went into to New England and they won a game, which is which is hard to do. Um, but, uh, what I, I, I would say is the defensive line in particular did not get, they, they, they didn't get pressure for, for, for much of the game, but I thought Jalen Carter looked terrific and I haven't rewatched the game yet. I will do that. Hopefully tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, night. of course you haven't. It would, yeah. It but, would be impossible to have rewatched the game already. It wouldn't have been impossible, but, um, well to have, but, to have finished the game. Yeah, you know, gone to the locker room and written a story, and then driven an hour and a half back from Foxborough because <laughs> it's in God knows where. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so Jalen Carter, I th- I thought it looked looked really good. Um, it, it maybe it was just flash plays, like like maybe there were plays in between there where he didn't. Um, I I imagine Fran Duffy's going to have something up soon on Jalen Carter. Look forward to watching that. Uh, I thought Jordan Davis looked good, and Jordan Davis looked good through the game. Right. And he was playing, he, he, you know, he wasn't just playing nose, right. He was, he was playing the four down looks. And so that jumped out to me. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I thought for a period of time, their pass rusher, their pass rush needed to get home more, but I thought the interior, that being a question, uh, that, that jumped out. Yes. I think you, you landed where I did is that my answer for this unequivocally from this game is, is the combined play of Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. Um, 
Jalen Carter, maybe a little bit less surprising just because of all the gas up that he's been getting from his teammates. Uh, he looked the part. You know, he had that he had that sack with the game on the line, and it was the kind of play where it was like, you know, I think I said it you, to you and, and uh, T-Mac who were sitting next to me. Like, they're either going to lose this game or Jalen Carter is going to make a play. Yeah, you called. That was a Shield he, Super Bowl call. And he had the sack on the next play. Um, but it felt like – and he had just come on the – he'd just come on the field from being off the field. Um, it felt like he was the best defensive lineman on the field, at least for the Eagles. Better than – Hassan Reddick in this game. Now I, I, I like we'll we'll see what happens with Reddick and the thumb, but like he was the most impactful guy. He was getting to Mac Jones up the middle. There were a couple of really quick pressures. Oh, you, you want to say your boy Sweat? Sweat. Mac on ninety four. I thought ninety four yeah. played well tonight. He was he played Should he I, played very well. Almost had a pick six. He played very well. It's a little bit easier to get pressure on the edge than it is to get pressure up the middle. Uh, okay, qualified um, ninety. Yeah, I also saw him rushing from the four eye tonight. <laughs> okay, like twice. Um, <laughs> So yes, so that the the fact that Jalen Carter was this good right away, really encouraging. I think maybe even more encouraging and maybe more surprising was was the play of Jordan Davis. Um, we have talked about the slow development of pass rush for that position, uh, for him especially, not having any track record at all of sack production. And in this game, I thought it was really interesting. You know, as we as we waited to see what Sean Desai's defense was going to look like. I don't know if this was just because of what the Patriots were doing personnel-wise on offense. I don't know if it was a decision based on the schematic matchups or if this is what Sean Desai sort of wants to do. But it was very heavily weighted in this game towards even fronts. I had it at about 85% of the time. They were in even fronts just sitting in nickel, 4-2-5, um, as opposed to last year under Jonathan Gannon when it was much more Odd fronts, especially on early downs. Uh, I think there were only two snaps of 5-1-5 tonight, that penny front, uh, and only a few snaps, like about 10 or so snaps of uh, just sort of base 5-2. Um, and in those even fronts, Jordan Davis was on the field with Fletcher Cox, and on pass rush situations, he was moving the pocket, um, and he, he split a sack with your boy Josh Sweat in the fourth quarter, uh, and that was not the only time that he was sort of looking good there. And I thought he was it was to his credit that they were in those even fronts for most of the game and he was on the field and they were stopping the run pretty well. Um, so I think that the the early play of the two Georgia defensive tackles, I think, was uh, the most encouraging development from from the game tonight for the Eagles. Especially long term, because those are two. Obviously, you know, you're looking at the number nine pick and what the number 14 pick in the draft two two building block players. These were. Uh, and you take defensive tackle, defensive tackle, back-to-back years, you're expecting them to be core players on your defensive line. I mean, at, at one point, the Eagles did that with Mike Patterson and Broderick Bunkley, and they were, you know, you know, they were later in the draft, right? So these are guys you're expecting to be, I mean, two top 15 picks. Jalen Carter might be the best player in the draft. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think that that's that's a terrific development for the Eagles. He also played more snaps tonight than he did in any game last season. Um, so you mm. see a little bit more being put on his shoulders and also uh, sort of the fatigue and um, ability to play in games, which was a, a bit of a question at times last year. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, let's do the same little exercise we did for the offense, Zach. What um, of the of the concerning things on defense in this game? What are you not worried about, and what is on your radar as something that that could be a problem that could last beyond just this week? Well, personnel wise, linebacker uh, Nakobe Dean uh, was spotted in, in. I I did not see him, but spotted in the locker room by other reporters with a boot on his on his foot. Is that right? I heard that. I didn't see it either. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Jeff McLean from the Inquirer reported, an M- and he's having an MRI tomorrow. It's a short week as it is. The Eagles only have three linebackers on their roster. On the practice squad, they have Van Sumeren and Nicholas Morrow. Um, I would expect any both... any significant absence means that Morrow's coming up. Yeah, and I didn't think Zach Cunningham looked that good tonight. So, yeah, I, I think linebackers are concerned, but just in general – it seemed that the Patriots were having so much success attacking the Eagles in the middle of the field. And what did we talk about throughout the summer? Linebacker and safety. You're, you're replacing both your starting safeties. You're replacing both your starting linebackers. And you received solid to a good production last year from TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, 
CJ Garner Johnson, Marcus Epps, and uh, Justin Evans to the naked eye tonight didn't look especially good. I thought Blankenship made some plays. He had the one he he, he had to chase down on the sideline right in, you know right in front of the Eagles. I was impressed there, but overall, I, I, my biggest concern is the middle of the field. I don't think they 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 uh, I don't think they have enough there and. Linebacker is going to be a position that that teams are going to pick on because they simply don't have the personnel. Last year was the outlier. This is more. I mean, how many times did I use the expression in 2021? You get what you pay for, right? Or was it 2020? Yeah, I think it was 2020. I said you you get what you pay for. Well, I, I mean, in a certain respect, I know the Eagles have a third round pick out there, but you're you're getting what you're paying for. They haven't invested in linebacker, and. Uh, it's ambitious, or they they didn't invest in that second safety spot. And it's ambitious to expect it to be to be good right away. It's a little boring, Zach, but we agree again. Mm. Uh, I think I think the middle of the field is an issue, no doubt, uh, and not just because they were exploited tonight. Um, and that is where the Patriots, you know, that's where they turned things around in this game was when they just started picking on the middle of the field. Um, but because that is by design, as you said, like, you know, unless unless they're going to do something really atypical and, you know, trade like a significant resource for a, a higher level player, they're going to struggle in the middle of the field against good offenses all year long, I think. Um, that's not ideal. You hope that you get maybe some some turnover luck. Um, but, you know, there are not necessarily reinforcements coming i think um maybe tonight is an indication or, or a, a sign that sydney brown will be coming sooner than later at safety um mm. we'll see about the nicobe dean injury um you know obviously i thought that christian ellis looked better than zach cunningham out there um guys told us in the locker room that when dean went down the play calling duties went to blankenship and uh, and ellis not cunningham um but yeah, I mean, this is they they built the team knowing that this is where they were borrowing from talent wise. I think that's probably the right decision in today's NFL. Uh, but this is what happens. It's when when this is your weakness. You know, even quarterbacks like Mac Jones can can find it. Yeah, I and I, Mac I Jones wasn't terrible tonight. No, I, but I, I thought that fourth down pass. He need to have you know, like. That needs to be a. You need to give your receiver more of a chance to make that play. Yeah, um, he's got a noodly arm. But uh, no, I I think we saw late in the fourth quarter the reality of this defense is uh, they're they're built with the line of scrimmage and those two corners. And I look at you, you're yawning. It's typically the other way around. I mean, I'm allowed to yawn. I'm still here for the next seven hours. Yeah, that makes one of us. Not seven hours. Um, so it, you you need to when this pass rush gets home, which 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 they did. Uh, you know, there was a sequence on the drive before Fletcher Cox's fumble. You know, when they when I'm sorry, before Jalen Hurts's fumble, when Fletcher Cox had like back to back plays when he penetrated the, the line of scrimmage. Uh, that you need your defensive line to get home, and eventually, you know, Hassan Reddick's going to get there. Right, uh, like you know, Josh Sweat's gonna be consistent. Uh, Nolan Smith, when he was in there tonight, didn't have. Uh, I I need to watch his his rushes over again. He was um, 
He was going up against Trent Brown. Talk about a big dude. Uh, didn't he didn't get much there? Maybe the chat can chime in and 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 tell me if I was wrong. He played seven snaps. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so overall, um, I yeah, the, the middle of the field is the biggest question. Now, James Bradbury left this game uh, after suffering an injury on some friendly fire from Terrell Edmonds, who was playing linebacker at the time. Now you're the one yawning. Um, Sorry, man. That I, meant I've been that up since 5.40 this morning. That's your fault. Okay. You don't have to assign. You, you, like take, you take personal offense to that. I don't take personal offense to it, but you knew you had a long day ahead of you, a long night ahead of you tonight. You had nothing else that you needed to get done until like 11. You know, you could have slept in a little bit more. What do you do when you wake up? And oh, like, why didn't you take a little Advil PM last night? Uh, in hindsight, I probably should have. Yeah. Okay. What do I mean? First rodeo? Like you've been <laughs> here before. True. True. Are um, you going to miss this? Am I going to miss this? Well, this very a, specific I'm, I'm going to get a lot of this. Um, am I going to miss this? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to miss this. I, I don't feel like this is my optimum performance. Um, but, but it's not about optimum performance, Zach. It's about, it's about typical performance. Typical performance. Yes. And we are going to have a lot of examples of typical performance in mm. the coming uh, weeks and months and years ahead. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope, but yeah, no, I, 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 um, but the, the one twenty AM pod, uh, see, I, I think this is I, what I it's all about. Really? Why? This is intimate. This is, you know, this is special. This is something you don't get on anywhere else. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. You're okay. now now you're getting sentimental. This is this is like bizarro pot. Uh, you're yawning. You're getting sentimental. Typically, Wait. I'm the I'm the sentimental one. No, you're not. Sentimental. You're like the one who's Mister No Emotion. You don't want to let anybody in. <laughs> um, what are you God. sentimental about on the show? What am I sentimental uh, on the show? Oh, on the show, I, I, I meant in life. Like, yeah, like, uh, you were, I don't, where, where are you getting this from that you are the sentimental guy? <laughs> um, probably from your comments recently. That's, 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 that's kind of, <laughs> that's not sentiment. That's okay. not sentimentality. Okay. okay. That's, that's just, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get into like that. nervousness. And, uh... <laughs> no, 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 stop. Um, in any event, um, Am I gonna miss this? Look, we're gonna get a lot, we're gonna have a lot of time together, you and me. So well, yeah, I'm not worried about. It. I'm not I'm saying you're gonna miss me. I'm you're gonna miss being live online at 1:30 in the morning with the sickos. You know, uh, letting them in. Well, well, first off, uh, I mean, we're not saying. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we're saying see you later, right? But. Um, no, in a, in addition, I I'm hoping uh, or I like to think that I can be like a, a red light player, and this isn't like a red light uh, player situation here at 120. This is like try to try to stay awake, try to manufacture energy. Um, yeah, 
So that's that's kind of that's that's my answer to that one. <laughs> I want to do a I want to do a bit of a Coco Golf. Uh, uh, I want to thank my haters here. <laughs> Why? Because someone said let's let's talk football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jay Speakman, you can be my you can be my Coco Golf. You know what? If it weren't for the haters, we wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> I mean, a different show, my man. Jay, you're speaking my language, buddy. Um, okay. So anyway, Bradbury gets hurt. Josh Job goes in at the end of, at the end of the game, and he is the one in coverage on that last play of the game. Uh, talked to him after the game. He said, you know, he's Mac Jones is his boy. He knew he, he knew he was coming at him, um, but. Uh, the Bradbury injury. What's your sense there? It seemed like, like it looked like it could have been a concussion or something. Uh, and he was. People said he was bleeding from the mouth. I didn't. I didn't see that. But he was actually in the locker room. Okay. Yeah. It seemed like so. Maybe maybe he'll be ready for Thursday. Well, if if he has a concussion, he won't be ready for Thursday. So that's that's right. why that that rolling is significant. When you have a short week game, it's hard to get clearance for for Thursday's game. So uh, that's going to be a big thing from Sirianni tomorrow. Um, yeah, otherwise I, I think, uh, I, I think I probably feel about the defensive line like I do about the offensive line where like, I, I am willing to admit that it could come back a little bit and not be quite as dominant as it was last year, but there's still too much talent for them not to be, not to be good. So, uh, on the edge, obviously, I mean, mm-hmm. um, okay. Uh, anything you want to talk about on special teams? Well, Jake Elliott's money. I mean, he did miss the extra point, but man, he, he was, he had, he's, I think what he was, he's eight of nine or was eight of nine the last two years uh, from beyond 50 hit, hit those two fifty yarders tonight. Where do you think the delineation uh, is on the roster of guys who have made collect phone calls in their life? Like who's too young? Where is that? Cause like Jason Kelsey's probably done it. Right. But I mean, yeah, well, has I, like, well, here, 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 let me frame with you this Has way. Has Josh Sweat done it? No, but well, here, let me frame with you this way. At what age now do you start getting a cell phone? I don't know. I'm asking. I, that, we haven't had, I haven't had to make that decision yet. Chat, what age now do you, do you get a cell phone? And then you, so, 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 so now let's say 10 years ago, right. what age did you get a cell phone? When I was. <clears throat> When I was in high school, like when when you got your driver's license or you went to college, those were like the the two things, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah. So very anyone... in the chat here, but someone says they're thirty one and they've never uh, made a twenty eight. Now look at Jay Speakman off. getting in on the non Eagles action. And <laughs> a boy, Jay, way to live a little bit. Way to have some fun. It doesn't have to be so serious. Um, is that yes. your alt, Zach? Is it my alt? What's, yeah. And what's an alt like? Uh, so like someone who's like, no, like uh, that's your side. You know, like that's like your uh, or something? no uncone sources. It's like your, you know, your Colangelo burner. No, I I do not have a burner actually. Okay. Um. All right. Well, that'll be a good investigative piece for you to make uh, somewhere down the line. Is who's the yeah, who's the I, oldest? I I'm doing that who's one. the youngest player on the Eagles? Who? No, who's the oldest player who has? Who has? Who's the youngest who has? 
youngest who's made a click call. Yeah. Jalen probably made a click. I mean, Jalen's like an old soul. He probably no, 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 no. Jalen would never call collect. He's you gotta. You can't ask somebody else to pay for you. <laughs> hey, that's true. That's true. Um, I place the calls. I don't. He would. He would. Okay. That is so. That I mean, I would. There's. It's like ten to one that he uses a. He says the phrase like we don't call collect as a as a thing <laughs> this season. Like, <laughs> Um, trying to think who Rick Lovato. Okay. He he's he's from what Middletown, New Jersey? Is that right? I think that's right. Yeah, at some point he was probably calling collect. Shout out to uh, to Defab Daniel Gallon, who uh, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago let me know that he he made the trip to Mecca. He uh, he stopped by Joe Ostman's Family Bakery in the uh, uh, the Upper Peninsula. Of of Michigan, which we've you know we've talked about it for a while. It, it was in his bio for a long time. Uh, mm. He said said it was good. Shout out to Daniel, doing good work in Penn State. Um, my my special teams take is a thing that we've already talked about. I think it, I think that Eagles fans need to understand and think about special teams, like you just said about linebacker. You get what you pay for, like. They're not going to be great on special teams by design. Um, now, tonight's like core group is actually a little bit more experienced than it was last year. Not together, but because you have guys like Terrell Edmonds and Justin Evans out there, they're a little bit older on average than they were a season ago. But like they're not putting resources in special teams, um, and so like yeah, you know Michael Clay needs to make sure that Sua Opeta is out on the field for uh, that field goal attempt and they don't have to burn a timeout but like they're going to probably have to get better over the course of the season like they did last season because by design they're not given they, like they don't care about special teams as much it's fine yeah procedural uh, you can't have that the procedure stuff right that's that's just stuff that needs to be cleaned up and that that rankled Sirianni they had one on defense too right um, where they had to yes. burn a timeout yeah uh, so that rankled Sirianni after the game. But um, no, I agree with your general assessment that this is, this is their personnel on, on special teams and they're, they're not signing your Chris Maragos and um, you know, all the, all those guys who Chip Kelly brought in later on. Seji, Ajira Tutu, Brian Brayman, Brad Smith. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's just I, not the path, and that's probably the right decision. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't need to have those guys necessarily. Yeah. Um, okay, anything else game wise we need to, to touch on? I'm sorry, <laughs> those visible yawns are not attractive. Um, who's to say? Maybe someone's got a kink. <laughs> Sirianni, uh. Said he thought Brian Johnson did a great job tonight. Um, we should talk about Brian Johnson. Okay. I just, you know, we've said this before. We, you know, we spent so much time last summer talking about how this was the first time that Jalen Hurts was going to get to play for a play caller for the second year in a row since he was in high school. And what a big difference that was going to make. It's probably not reasonable to expect that Brian Johnson is going to be you know, 
a game day maestro from week one. Um, it's probably going to have to take some time. It shouldn't have to take that long given the offensive talent they have. Um, and I think that's probably what like would have been my complaint about the, the design of this game plan is that they didn't really seem to take as much advantage of just one-on-one matchups. Yeah. Maybe that was what the Patriots defense was trying to do to make, make, make it so that they couldn't do that. But, you know, let's, let's see how they do next week against this Brian Flores uh, Vikings defense. That's much more different, uh, you know, much more sort of balls to the wall and, and opens, um, you know, sort of dares you. But I don't know. It might, it might, it might take more time than, uh, than Eagles fans want it to take if Brian Johnson is going to be a very good play caller. I guess we'll see this week, short week against Brian Flores. You use your, uh, use your bread and butter stuff on Thursday nights. Mm. Right. So, so, so we'll see there. Um, Three there cowards are, draws in this game. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah, so Jeff McClain asked, uh, asked Sirianni about this and Sirianni kind of pushed back on the notion that a running play is not aggressive. He said yeah. a running play can be aggressive. He yeah. says, that's a lie. He said it's unique, but it can be aggressive there. It's not unique. I have a whole name for it. I've had a name for it for years. It's not unique. It's a give up. It might work one out of you know 12 times, but it stinks. Yeah. Your offense is too good. They got the ball on the yeah. 25, you know, with 25 seconds left and two timeouts at the end of the first half. They don't even they just they just give up. They don't even go for it. Like they're too talented. I know, I know that that defense is good, and I know it was raining and like the weather was tough. But, like, trust your offense. Let them go make a play. Agree. And, and, and so, actually, I see Eric Haney here in the chat says offense didn't deserve to try and convert the, that fourth and two. I like them staying on the field on the fourth and two. I did, too. Um, I, didn't, I did not like that play call. The fourth and two, of course, we're talking about two-minute warning. They were at the, uh, what, 44-yard line, I think it was, uh, five-point game at that point. And if you convert, you win the game. And you should be confident you can convert two yards. I did not like that play call. First off, they were an empty. Then they motion gain well over. Uh, and then they throw like a timing. They throw a timing route. It was weird mechanics uh, too. Like, a, you know, it, it looked like they were trying to get the Patriots defense to think that they were just trying to get them yeah. off sides and then hiking the ball. But like everybody didn't come off the line at the same time. Yeah. It the was pressure was in his face like right a, away. Yeah, it was a jilted play. Agreed. I, um, so I, I I like the play call there. I'm I'm wondering like what's what's too far for you for you to do quarterback sneak? Is, is two yards too far for you to do quarterback sneak? No, there? I don't think you go sneak there. But I think I I, I sort of thought they were just going to go draw again. Yeah, go draw. Um, if you're going to do any type of like pass to AJ, pass to Devontae, give me the you know the sprint right that you hit Devontae with on the touchdown, something like that, where you know you. You can just get them and 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 you throw that. I would pad. just I would just give. I mean, just let AJ Brown. It's like an option, inside or outside. He's going to win one way or the other, one but, on one. Like, but that that's that's the timing slant across the middle. Yeah, when like he has pressure in his face, did not like that one. But it was also poorly executed. Like like you said, the the yeah. protection was, was not good there. Yeah. Um, Sirianni said, by the way, he said that. But that, that is a weak answer from Sirianni. Like, I'll run. Give, the I'll run, draw. give yeah. me a break. Yeah. So the uh, the fourth down question, the, um, on, the, on that fourth down one, he said that when he lands and he drives home, he's going to call his dad. 
um, you know, pretty late. France, uh, France Sirianni's up late, you know. Um, Probably watching and, the show. <laughs> this is uh, what I missed the last BWF post game pod. And, and, and he said, that's the question his dad's going to ask him. So he needs to have his answer prepared. And I said, are you going to give him the same answer you gave us? You know, because his answer was like, you have to have conviction. And he's like, yeah, I'll give him the same answer. So. Okay. I was glad that they glad that they went for it. That's you probably want that. Mm-hmm. Um I gotta I mean I gotta give my grouse to the whole Gillette Stadium situation. Like it's what are we doing? It's so emblematic of the of the like the whole Patriots like nose up you have to play the game on our terms we know better than everybody else like we you have to do it the patriot way like oh oh we must have this stadium 45 minutes outside the city on a on a on a road that's just two lanes and is incredibly inconvenient to get to and there's nothing around here and uh you know i'm not even going to get to the you know the the uh sports writer press box complaints about you know them not having lids for coffee um but <laughs> and, and running out of food but yeah like i was eating a while can we like i mean look you it was have in, the stadium there give me a break stadium, well yeah like the stadium was in foxborough it's ridiculous how do they not the if they're gonna build it outside the city how about build it in a place that's convenient to get to still that's like off yeah. of a couple different highways so the stadium was in foxborough before uh the whole Patriot Way thing took it over, but I I, yeah, I but hear you there. Part and parcel of the same deal. And, but but then to your point, you know they bought all the real estate around it. They opened Patriot Place. It's a whole complex. You have you have the shops, the hotels, the or the the hotel, um, the movie theater. I've seen a movie there before actually. Um, what movie did you see? I forget now, but I do remember it was during that period when I was there for five days, um, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's not it's so hard to get to uh, from Boston or from Providence. Providence is a little easier. You know, we're 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 staying up here in Boston. Um, but no, I I I hear you there. Hmm. I remember when I was staying at that Patriot Place Hotel during that's that's that snowstorm. Algie Crumbler was staying there that 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 hmm. um, because Belichick has like a whole rule that you can't uh you you can't be late even with the snow right so i think I, th- I think a few of the players were staying at the patriot place hotel okay do you did you and algae have a moment or anything i don't you think like so. tackle him like brian dawkins you just crumple him no i i don't think so i probably sharing probably sharing too much there but i i do remember why do you think that's sharing too much um you think it's unfair to Andre? like was he making yeah. weird noises is that what you're like no no no, no. you I guys just, next I... sharing a wall and you're both <laughs> happen to be watching bill belichick films like no 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 this is ridiculous okay keep so what's going. too much about what's i don't even I, understand should be speaking, i don't know why i need to bring up algae where algae comfort was saying that seems you're gonna get start getting furious texts from algae that it was off the record that he was i don't know he was hitting up the buffet it's 137 it's 137 yeah i think we i think we could do at least Six more hours? 
So I went down at halftime to try to get something to eat then. And because um, I was watching the Brady celebration, right? Or the Brady thing. And then I went down after the Brady thing. And the line was too long. And I didn't want to miss any of the game. So I go back up. Next drive, go back down to see if there's any food there. It's completely – all they had was the clam chowder. You took it away? Yeah, the clam, ch- no, the clam chowder is good. But all I've, all I've eaten since 10 a.m. this morning was two bowls of clam chowder <laughs> or two cups of clam chowder. Because because they didn't have the, yeah, the food out when we were having the good. lunch, and yeah. they had to walk around. It was a whole it was a whole thing. So yeah, so I'm I'm pretty hungry right now. Me too. Should we order? Should we order food to be delivered to us and then wait for it on the podcast? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, Game wise, anything else to to talk about? Uh, game wise, anything else to talk about? I'm trying to think here. Uh, Rashad Penny was inactive. Yes. Uh, Sirianni said this is the order that's kind of been in camp this summer, right? Um, and then in that answer, he said that they need to get Swift the ball. They need to get Swift the ball more. Well, you know what? We should talk about this. So, first of all, I don't think that the Rashad Penny thing is a big deal at all. Like, no, he doesn't play special teams. He doesn't and play special teams. You're not going to have four of the guys up. Didn't yeah. like. Every single one of us make the same point when they sign Rashad Penny. Like, you know what they should do with Rashad Penny? They should like they should just put him in bubble wrap until November and then oh. let him play then. Like, oh, so you think it's that? I don't think it, I don't think it's that. But like, it's fine. They don't need him to play every week. He's there in case something else happens, or if one of those guys, like if DeAndre Swift is just bad, then then they can give Rashad Penny a shot. Like. If you expected that he was going to be like the main ball carrier, then you just weren't paying attention. Yeah. Um, what? So, what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, you have been Mister Swift. That has yeah. been your branch I, yeah. this summer. That like he is going to be the guy who like brings some explosiveness to this offense. He's going to. He's the guy who they want to be the main guy. What do you make of him playing? Uh, you know, getting two touches tonight and playing 17 of 61 snaps. Well, I think it's it's I'm not going to say egregious, but it was it's bad manage it's 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 bad use of a really talented player. And Nick Sirianni would tell you the same thing cuz he said after the game they need to get him more than two touches. I think he's their most dynamic running back. I think uh I think yeah, I I think they they need to use him more. I was surprised by the usage. I think Sirianni was surprised by the usage, and I think we'll see an overcorrection on Thursday night against Minnesota. You think this is going to be like the AJ Brown Devontae Smith thing from last year? That they're going to, you think, you don't think that the, this means that they think Kenny Gainwell is their most trustworthy option in the backfield? You think that this was a mistake? That this was, uh, well, no, I, I mean, there's a reason why Kenny was on the field first. I think, but I it, think for now, Kenny Gainwell is the number one running back. I think they're going to try to get Swift more involved, but I don't yeah. think they're going to all of a sudden make him the lead guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not mean to do that, big yawn. Um, that's all right. I told you someone's got a kink. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Swift is going to play more. You'll see. Wow. So confident. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's time. revisit, uh, some of the turkeys to the castle wagers that we made. Oh yeah. Let's, let's do that. Why are we doing that? Running back week one, oh, gosh, gosh. who's going to lead them in touches or, uh, uh, snaps. You had only 35, no, no, you had 25 on Gainwell the first time we did it. I had 35 the first time we did it. 
Then you had 40 the second time we did it, and I had 44 the second time we did it. So advantage me. Uh, who's going to be wide receiver three? We were equal on Quez uh, the first time we did it at 60-60. You held firm at 60 the second time. I dropped down to 52, so good job by you. Quez Watkins played uh, the heavy majority of those snaps. I can tell you quickly, he played 47 snaps to Olamide Zacchaeus's seven. Um, so a little bit of a makeup for you there. Uh, Jurgens, we went 75 each and then 98-100, so you pick up two turkeys. Uh, DT5, good one here. Um, let me look at it because I believe that Cantavia uh, Street and Marley Tui-Pelotu played six snaps each, so no blood here. Uh, that one we'll have to carry over. Edge four, uh, Derek Barnett over Janarius Robinson. Uh, I had 60. You had 65 the first time, but then you went 40 the second time. I went 80, so a good job by me. A huge pickup of turkeys there. I think that tells you where this one's going. Uh, Linebacker two. Um, Other is who this would be because of Zach Cunningham. You had 30 the first time. I had 21. Then you had 60. I had 45. Good job by you. Uh, cornerback four mm -hmm. Josh Job. you pick up five because you had ten the first time I had five you look like you're literally about to fall asleep and we both had a hundred the second time now the safety combination mm, good one here other takes this we had Blankenship Edmonds Blankenship Brown Brown Edmonds or other uh, you had ten the first time I had five but then as things creeped, crept on towards the end of camp you had thirty I had 40, so I pick up five turkeys there. And that punter, uh, you pick up a few turkeys on Sipos, but I believe adding this all up, that's a victory for me in Turkeys to the Castle 2023. Congrats to you, boy. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Emily I mean, this says, is going to be the final game of Birds with Friends. Yeah. And I win, as I should, as a champion. I know, I know how much it means to you, so absolutely. Right? I'm happy you won. Are you happy I won, or you're, you just want to end the show? No, I'm happy for you that you won. Like, like you deserve something that makes you happy. What kind of competitor are you? Jalen Hurts would not be happy for Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm happy for you because that's more important to you than it is to me. Um, How dare you? <laughs> it makes it a backhanded compliment. <laughs> you played the game. You played to win yeah. the game, Zach. Yes. You yes. <laughs> you know why? Because nobody watches training. Nobody watches training camp like we do. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Turkeys to the castle, baby. First time. Okay. First uh, inaugural inaugural winner of the Turkeys to the Castle, 2023 draft. Uh, all right, Zach. I know you want to get going. Mm. Do you have any final words? Uh yeah um yeah I'll I'll say uh, I don't have anything prepared here I I, I actually what I I was thinking about what I said the other day I thought we were, we were going to do it in a more graceful manner than just in the middle of the review where but um I, I will reiterate um that birds with friends is uh is a special community it's uh this has been these four years have been. Uh, I, I, I wish I 
was more prepared for this moment to say this. No, these these uh, four years have, have just been awesome, right? Like birds, you know, I, I I came here for the writing, and I take so much pride in the writing. Uh, but the the birds with friends community has has touched me, and I, I say that I, I I received notes. I received a note recently about how it brought someone you know through the pandemic and. We've we've received that a few times, and and how people view us as as part of their uh, family, and this is this is this is fun. Like it, I admit, I'm I'm pretty tired. It's been a long day. I I don't like doing the pods at 1:46 a.m., but but this is fun. This is I enjoyed this, and uh, what I can say is that um, what what you uh, will 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 we'll keep doing. A version of this and we'll make it uh we'll we'll make it better and you know i'm excited to see what what the, what the two of us can uh, do together because i i love working with you and uh i'm excited to to continue nice to doing it you're you're an incredible host you're creative uh you're smart you know football uh you're a great conversationalist and uh yeah i'm 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 excited for what's ahead, and I'm just I'm really grateful uh, for all our all our birds with friends listeners. Um, and and it you know I, I imagine at this point it's just the birds with friends listeners, but uh, really anyone who has subscribed uh, to the athletic over my time here to, to read my stories to read our stories uh, it it it, it really it's it's the most rewarding thing whenever. You know, whenever someone, you know, Bo and I were out for coffee the other day and uh, and someone stopped by and, and you know, you know, said hello. And it's 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 the nicest thing when we hear that. So um, I'm very grateful uh, for everyone here and for all of our readers. And I'm excited for what's ahead. Would you go so far as to say. You love the listeners. I love the listeners. How about that? I love the listeners. Wow. Uh, and that's wait, how and by the way, in this show, no, 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 and I, I, I do want to make special mention of, of two additional people here because, look, I, I mean, a Bo and I can't can't like get into specifics about what's happening. That that will come in due time. I, I, I promise. Um, but um, you know, birds with friends would not be what it is uh, without Shield, who created it with Bo, and uh, Shield deserves special mention here. And and then Marissa, who, who, and, and 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 by the way, we've we you know Kent worked with us, and Kent's terrific as well. Um, most of the time on the show has been Marissa, and uh, and Marissa is a big part of this. And uh, I so value, you know, like uh, I, I I said this um, when Shield left that I get so focused on the birds and not so much the with friends and. This show is really uh, kind of reinforced with friends because, you know, I, I mean, you, Marissa, and she are all my friends. So uh, very grateful for all you guys. And, uh, yeah, this has been this this has been an awesome part of my last four years. It was very nice. Um, yeah, I would say that I probably should have written something down, too, but. <laughs> I didn't write something down. Yeah. So no, I'm saying we both should have, oh, but yeah. we didn't. Yes. Um, we, uh, we, we talk a lot. We use that. We drop that L bomb a lot 
on this show, right? We talk about love a lot. Uh, we end every episode saying that we love you. We made a big deal when you said you loved me the other day, Zach. You, you, just, you just dropped it on the listeners. Um, and I would say I love this show. Mm. Um, we've been, this, is, this is our seventh week one postgame pod that we've done. You know, we started in 2017. I've been, I have been doing this show longer than uh, Casey has been alive, right? Mm. Um, and it has been uh, a pleasure. Like you said, uh, I get a real kick out of, uh, you know, people listening to the show and liking the show and saying hi. Um, I love the sickos. And, you know, it's going to be, it is, it is sad that this is the end of this, particular era um i have like you know i i am very grateful for the last six plus years at the athletic i have nothing but great memories getting to build something from scratch was very exciting i think in a lot of ways uh we're sort of chasing that but like as as happy as i am um and as proud as i am of of having written some stories that i'm proud of uh like you know, doing the show is the best is is my favorite thing, um, and I love being I love being here at almost two in the morning with you and putting you through the ringer, Zach. Like, I think that's great. I think that's a lot of fun, um, and I can I can think of you know all the different things that have happened on the beat over the past seven seasons, and like you know what the post game pod might have been like then. Uh, I got a lot of good memories. You know, I've got I can, I can remember doing the uh, Benny Danucci song from the delivery from, from the room with after Jane was born. Um, so, yeah, as somebody says in the chat, uh, I'm a sicko, too. Hmm. So um, I am, uh, you know, I'm sad that this is over, but I would say that our hope and our goal is that we can create something new that we love also. Um and hopefully we can start doing that soon. Um, so there you go. And as you said, shout out to Marissa and whatever that other guy's name was. Plus Kent. All right. Um, should we talk the rest of the inactives? Who do you think has got a shot at the Feely this year? <laughs> that was really nice of you, Bo. That was, that, that was, that was really nice of you. And you know what, Zach? Thank you. Thank you for always putting up mm. with everything and being a good mm. sport. It's um, nice you said. And, and uh, you know, being a, being a willing punching bag sometimes. Uh, you are uh, handsome. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Uh, even you. when you yawn. Um, <laughs> okay. you, are, uh, you are talented and nobody cares more than you do. Um, mm, and I think, you. I think that's your, uh, that's your superpower. So thank you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. Um, what else we got? Do you have a grouse? Uh, no, no, I don't have a grouse. I know that um, this is when the show should end, but I don't want to end the show. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I don't have a grouse. I, uh, 
I'm, I'm honestly right now, my overwhelming sentiment is, is, uh, is one of gratitude, right? Like I, I appreciate this. I, I appreciate, uh, I, yeah, I love our time at the athletic and love their time with birds with friends. And, uh, now I'm, I'm ex- excited to see what's ahead. Okay. All right. I guess that's it. I don't, I don't know. I want to keep going, but you're not giving me anything. <laughs> the, the, the chat's going. I feel like maybe what we could do is just like we could leave, end the show, but leave the stream on so that the, the sickos mm. can just sort of keep going on their own. Mm. And I'll just close my computer and then it'll just keep going. <laughs> now, look, in, in, in due time, um, this will all, you know, the, there, will, there will be clarity here and and we're excited for you know we're we're a uh, bow and i will will continue to do this um not at 2 a.m but we, we will continue to do this and, and and you'll you'll see and hear a lot of us all right zach here's my here's my thing at some point wherever we go next i'm gonna force you to do at least one 2 a.m pod Maybe, uh, how about like how about once a year Okay. I'll do a 5 a.m. pod with you, and you do a 2 a.m. pod with me. Deal. Deal. Okay. That seems Deal. like a nice a nice agreement. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. The Eagles start the season with a, an underwhelming 25-20 win, but a win is a win. That's all, you, that's all that matters, as Jalen Hurts says. Um, they've got a quick turnaround. Ahead of Thursday night's game against the Minnesota Vikings, who had a surprise loss at home to the lowly Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kirk Cousins, the Melvin is coming to town, one of the one of the original grouses, uh, all the way back from 2017. Obviously, last year, that week two game was Jalen Hurts' introduction to the NFL that he can be a pocket passer. Uh, picked apart that zone defense that the Vikings were trotting out there, that that uh, static zone defense that they had. And uh, we all know what happened from there. We'll see what happens this time around. Another primetime game at home on in week two against the Vikings. Let's see if the uh, Eagles offense can look a little bit better than it did against your boy, Bill Belichick, uh, who has always said that, you know, Donnie Trump gets a really, really hard time from the media. And it's just... He wrote that wrote that famous letter, which we I remember read on the uh, episode before the 2017 Super Bowl when Shield predicted the exact ending of the game. Um, I guess that's all we got. So for Zach and Shield and Kent and Marissa and Michael and Dayniz and Coach Flynn and Handsome Rich. And Fran and Tim Kawakami and Greg Rosenthal and Jason Reed and who am I forgetting? Tyler Dunn. Tyler Dunn. Yeah, you had back to back book guests. That was nice. Yeah. Mount Joy. Matt Quinn. Matt Quinn. And. Uh, Deontay and Nate Tice. What's that? Who did you just say? 
and Yasenda. Oh, Tony Yasenda. Yes. Not my Yasenda, Yasenda. Uh, yes. And my brothers. And your brothers. That I think that was the best moment in Birds and Friends history, frankly. <laughs> and uh, and Brendan Quinn. And Brendan Quinn. And, and, and Teron Davenport and Diana Rossini. And Diana Rossini. And, our and Tyler Tynes. And Tyler Tynes. And Solak. Uh, and Ben Solak. And Jimmy <laughs> Kemsky. And EJ. And Jeff McLean. And Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot Shore Parks, yes. And the Capadia kids. And mm. the Berman kids. Mm. And Casey pretending to be Michael Dunn. Smacking me on the face. And Michael Dunn. And Tony Sorry, Pauline. Um, and Dan McQuaid. <laughs> and Brandon Lee Gowden. And Emily. Mm, that's my favorite one. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. anybody. The chat has given me some here, but I feel like I, I know we're missing a couple. I'm sorry if we missed you. But uh, for everybody who has been associated with Birds with Friends over the years, we thank you for listening. Uh, I have to find the thing again. We will talk to you another time, another way. But for now, uh, we say goodbye. We thank you. And as always and forever, we love you. Birds with Friends.